Run up the score, continuing its rundown of the top players in fantasy football at their positions. We're doing wide receivers this week, and this is your warning. Things are about to get weird. Hopefully not too weird in the divisional playoffs. We're also going to run down those games right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo. Tom's here in spirit, hey, but everybody. he's physically in an undisclosed location. Uh, continues to be. Covert ops. And uh, if we ever get to tell where Tom is. What an epic story that shall be. <laughs> uh, but that's not for this podcast. Yeah, that's a, and, that's uh, a story that's, for that's the Tom's three of us. That's story to tell. Yeah, and the story if he chooses to. for the three of us, which I look forward to hearing. But, oh, yeah. You know, he's on the move, and that's okay. Yep, he's fine. Pick up the we slide. wish him all the best, and we will ridicule the wide receiver position properly in his honor. And, you know, normally, like, the wide receiver position is pretty cookie-cutter based off of, like, the top uh, – guys at the position right everyone who who's drafted early typically finishes pretty highly at the receiver position uh one of the one of the guys that i follow on twitter a couple of guys actually kind of studied like the amount of hits and and misses compared to like running backs in the third round to the fifth round to receivers in the third to fifth round and they're just so much more likely to hit mm-hmm. receivers in that range and you'll see those guys kind of spattered throughout the top 25 but there were also a ton of injuries which i think we could we could kind of transition into the honorable mentioned before we get into this you look at julio uh odell beckham chris godwin Devonte parker and michael thomas those are just five guys to name a few um they all lose what we all projected to be top 25 seasons at the position yeah, and probably would have made it there had they just been healthy wire to wire that's 20 percent of the top 25 receivers drafted right there yeah so so you're gonna be seeing some guys in here that that are really surprising uh it's it's really cool to see but it's also uh makes for made for a tough year at the wide receiver position absolutely and i think um you know the the wide receiver position it's funny i think i while you were explaining it I think I figured out why the running back position is so much more hit or miss in the third to fifth round. It's because there's so much more likely that a running back is drafted later than the fifth or sixth round and becomes an RB1. So they skip that part where they're in the third or fifth round and they go right to rounds one and two because, as we know, right. like especially in our leagues, a lot of fantasy football is based on hoarding those running backs and hopefully getting the league winner out of the grouping that you got or trading for them absolutely so because of that rounds three through five is really where the wide receiver position shines and you know it really should be your goal even if you drafted two of them in your flex already like to leave the first five rounds with four receivers probably a pretty good idea as long as you're using your sixth round pick on a running back that you like yeah i mean it's it's i think that's a little more risky i'm more of like a as as I've come down, I've more of like a running back, running back to start, and yeah. then kind of drop those True. receivers in. And you know, like a, a team I think of immediately that I did that with this year, which it was rocky, but I made it pretty far. I went C E H Eckler, and then my three receivers were Odell, Terry McLaurin, and Bob Woods. And that's the kind of receivers that you were, were, were trying to bring up here. Those yeah. those Bob Woods and those Terry McLaurins that go in that range that can really be game changers. But yeah. some other honorable mentions, I think uh, T Higgins finishes wide receiver twenty six. Uh, there's going to be no A.J. Green in that offense next year. Joe Burrow will be back. That It was just really nice to see him. You trickle down to wide 
receiver 27 was Curtis Samuel, which yep. this is an amazing finish for him, in my opinion. Yeah. It was a great year. His usage was incredible. This guy was getting goal line carries. Yep. Not, no one else we're going to bring up today, really, besides maybe Chase Claypool can take a claim to goal line carries. Yeah. So he will be very interesting to, to pay attention to next year. DJ Moore, free agent, I believe. Um, no, he's still in his rookie deal. I think he is. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Samuel who's the free agent. Oh, it's he's the free agent. Yeah, Samuel. Oh, so it's going to be one of them was very okay. interesting to see where he goes and how it affects mm-hmm. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson going forward. Should Curtis Samuel stay with the Panthers, though? Important to note that we're going to bring up the other two receivers on the Panthers in this episode, and Curtis Samuel still almost made right. the episode himself. Yeah. So still plenty of room to grow in that passing offense. Although McCaffrey. our boy and your boy Joe Brady. Yes. Getting some head coaching looks with uh, some of the teams with vacancies as and, well. And McCaffrey coming back could just be so detrimental to Curtis Samuel, who got carries and got short yardage targets, and even Robbie Anderson too, but we'll get to him later. Yeah. Uh, two more guys for honorable mention. I like to look at who finished in points per game within the top 25, and only really two guys stuck out. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, who finished as wide receiver 15 on a points-per-game basis in the games that he played. So he played 12 games, and he based off of that sample size, uh, he was wide, or in points per game off those 12. I'm sorry, I'm stammering around, but he was wide receiver 15. Uh, and Jamison Crowder in 11 games was wide receiver 17 points. Yeah, he was. I'm looking at it right now, and he popped out to me as well. The Brandon Ayuk thing is super interesting because, first of all, who's playing quarterback for the Niners next year? Which that, I'm going to be asking that question a lot for a lot of these, these oh, receivers. Yeah. But, and also, Debo Samuel missed a lot of time. George Kittle obviously missed a lot of time, but Ayuk played a lot of games with Debo and played a lot of games with Kittle as well. So I like him. Still did what he did. I really like him, and I think he's going to be be disrespected, especially for finishing as wide receiver fifteen on a points per game basis. That is that is an amazing finish. The same thing goes. For Jamison Crowder, if he's still the lone option in the Jets' offense, which you think in their rebuild, they probably shouldn't address the wide receiver position. No, because especially because Mims flashed right. uh, at certain points this yeah. year. Rashad Perriman actually came along pretty well down the stretch. No they reason got him for, for them to years. draft a receiver, so you know they're going to pick like Devontae Smith, too, overall. I mean, who <laughs> wouldn't want their team to pick Devontae Smith outside of Ugh. the Jags and the Jets? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of college football this year. I, I wasn't as enamored with any team just because the season was so weird, but... What a what a game! Oh my god, it didn't even first make half. sense. What a first half he had! <laughs> oh my god, twelve for two fifteen and three. It's he's like, he's oh. gonna be a legend. So he's Tyree Kill, huh? <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. right? Yeah. Um, speaking of Tyree Kill, more to come on him in a second. But let's get into it. Let's get into our top top twenty five. We were gonna do top twenty, or I had it in my head we were doing top twenty, but then I realized. If we do the top 25 running backs and wide receivers, that means that in each of these recap episodes, we covered exactly 25 players. There you go. Because we did top 10 tight ends and top 15 quarterbacks. I like to think of it, so too, like, oh. as like in a 12-man league, we're covering everyone who finished as a WR2 and above. Yep. So top 25 and up, these are the guys that everyone was basically starting every week or really apparently should have been. Yeah. Uh, number 25, Will Fuller. I mean... This is, and I put this in our notes for the episode, he was exactly what the best case scenario for him was in a season without DeAndre Hopkins as Deshaun Watson's number one option. 
Yeah, he, he scored. He, he had big yardage games. He was one of the top five in the league in air yards. I mean, he was their number one alpha option. And it started uh, week one, right? Yeah. The, the first week, there was all those huge numbers. He had like 70% of their air yards and, you know, all these targets, mm-hmm. right? And then the next week, Eight I think it was, I think it was I think the had... ne- maybe the next week or the week after, he bagels. And everyone's like, oh, my two. God, Will Fuller's back to being Will Fuller. Yeah. But he comes back and really gives you a strong performance. Uh, he was one of the leaders in points per game as well. Just just an, an amazing season. Uh, Deshaun Watson is incredible. If these two stay together, it's just he, he will reap the rewards. But if they don't, like I am going to be so back in on Brandon Cooks because he finished the year on fire strictly yeah. because he was the number one receiver for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I mean – Randall Cobb obviously did not contribute in really any meaningful way. He was hurt as well. Kiki Kute, you know, got his opportunity after Bill O'Brien was fired and did well. But yeah. if they can turn this into – if they can somehow figure out a way to keep Deshaun Watson, and obviously since and we Fuller. recorded the quarterback episode, Deshaun Watson has kind of gone thermonuclear in terms of wanting to get out of Houston. Yeah, If I they mean, can keep him that's and theme. get Fuller back, I think – the, him, Fuller, and Cooks, and whoever the hell is playing running back. I mean, David Johnson finished the season great. Exactly. We'll we'll get to him next week. But this is a really good Texans offense. Obviously, if Deshaun Watson's there, you know. And Will Fuller. You, yeah. you think Will Fuller is in that situation that you brought up, which I believe is realistic. I think mm-hmm. coming off a of suspension, Will Fuller is probably not going to garner a huge contract. I was going to say, especially he healthy, and then we found out exactly why. Especially with a riddled injury history, right? So maybe he just goes back to the Texans. That helps Watson stay, and, and if all those things align, it's tough to speculate all those things. But if they do, Will Fuller stands a great chance of being a top 10 wide receiver like he performed mm-hmm. that th- at the time during the time that he played. The game before his suspension, he had a three-touchdown game against Detroit. He yeah, Thanksgiving. Built himself into the top five uh, at wide receiver. Yeah, and then he got suspended, and, and then he but he still maintained the top twenty five after missing five games. And he has he has the skill set if yeah. he goes somewhere else. Obviously, I mean, you want to see him play with Watson because Watson's an amazing quarterback mm-hmm. and really elevates his receivers. But anywhere he goes, he could be dangerous. I am going to correct myself. He did not finish. He did not miss four games. He missed three. Important to remember, we are only using stats from week one, from weeks one through sixteen. We are not using week seventeen statistics for or against anybody because that's when the that's when the fantasy football season is played. If you're playing it right, and yeah, it gets, it gets it's a weird season for sure. It gets too weird in week seventeen. Right, it's not fully indicative of of really what what's normally going on out there. Oh, the sure. Chiefs didn't play anybody, and they lost to the Chargers. Right, number twenty four, Cooper Cup. 92 catches, 974 yards, almost hit our prestigious club. I believe he actually did, if you count Week 17 stats. I think he gets to 100 catches and 1,000 yards. The only problem, doesn't come anywhere close to the 10-touchdown club, which he got to a few years ago. Yeah, Uh, He only scores three, so I'm looking at a guy like Cooper Cup, and obviously, wide receiver two season, he was super steady. The fact that he only scores three touchdowns and still paves out a wide receiver two season – Give me all of the Cooper Cup discounted <laughs> shares that are coming next year. I know. I don't know if I have enough room in my pocket. As much for all as of as much as I was talking about how much I liked Rob Bob Woods, the only reason I drafted Bob Woods this year is because Cooper Cup was going earlier than him. <laughs> you know, so this is literally just a reverse of that scenario yeah. from last year, I believe. And uh, Cooper Cup, like you said, it, it wasn't the greatest year. Uh, it was pretty consistent though. He didn't really bomb out. I think he had maybe one or two turrets. 
other than that, he was pretty solid. So, um, I mean, he was on he was on a championship team that I had. So yeah. it's not like he was worthless this year. And it was his worst one of his worst seasons. He was not the reason you won a championship. He was not the reason you lost it either, though. I yeah, I fully agree with you. I, I'll be so back in, especially full PPR, and yeah. and who knows what they do at quarterback? Next year. I was just about to get to it. Who's throwing them the ball? It might be an interesting question, but yeah. you know we'll see because if they can get John Wolford back, I think he's going to end up starting against the Packers on Saturday afternoon. We'll see how that goes. Number twenty three, the first of three Pittsburgh Steeler wide receivers that we're going to cover <laughs> the three headed monster episode. Chase Claypool, the dude was a touchdown monster, especially early in the year. Yeah, adds two rushing touchdowns, so you've got that. I mean. The story is for this guy is he is he has their eye the play caller's eye in the red zone and sometimes for a receiver and we're going to talk especially about a guy like that in the top 10 this year who talk about a guy who had uh his quarterback's eye in the red zone but if Claypool's going to get all these red zone looks he, there's no limit to his point totals right. especially because we don't know what the Steelers are going to do with Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he he could be an absolute monster, and he was a monster this year. Like, mm-hmm. He had big games. Yes. Even in the in the playoff game, they lost. He scores two touchdowns. Uh, he had a four touchdown game this season. Four touchdowns in a yeah. game. That's incredible uh, for a rookie. You know, he finishes the season, I believe, with over ten touchdowns, and and he had under, ten on the dot. And I don't even know if he had sixty receptions. Which he had fifty-seven that, through sixteen that, weeks. That's like Robert Tunyon type numbers yes. in an offense that was so much worse than the Packers' offense. Right. So, if you think that the Steelers' offense performs any better next year, there's any more efficiency. There's the loss of Juju. Maybe there's the insertion of a different quarterback there too. It's going to be a wild. NFL offseason but and that's like one of the first dominoes to fall I'll tell you what I think out of all three of these wide receivers if I had to put my chips on the table for who has the most fantasy points next year I might take Chase Claypool are all three of them playing for the Steelers though next year tough question I'll ask you that question in a couple of picks (laughs) yeah let me think on that one number 22 are first of two Panthers that actually make the countdown it's DJ Moore okay um Sorry, we were we were working on some technical stuff over yeah, we're there. Fine. I saw red on the screen, so I got scared. But post production, um, baby. DJ Moore saw red a couple times this season. He had just some huge, huge games. He really has game breaking capability. Uh, he's a great 50-50 ball receiver too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the problem for him in that regard is Teddy Bridgewater is his quarterback, and he doesn't take chances. He doesn't he? like to take chances. <laughs> for now, right? He's got a contract right, at least. So he at least has a contract. 24, 23, and 22 now. We're questioning who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be fun offseason, like we said. But, again, this is a this is a bet on the talent type of guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and if he, he's going to float right in the same range as last year, and I will be interested. So, here's the thing. DJ Moore is a really fun fantasy player. I would imagine I didn't have him at all this year, and I don't know if I've ever had him, period. But he is a guy who he could be bageling through the fourth quarter and get you double digits. And bam. All of a sudden, he catches a 50-yard touchdown. All of a sudden, he catches two 50-yard passes when the Panthers are in catch-up mode. I watched him do both of those things this year. Right. He is a lot of fun, and he is a guy who can score a lot of fantasy points very quickly. He's the kind of guy where if you feel like you've got two studs, this is the guy that to you play get your, your flex. flex. This is the guy yeah. because he could hit that home run for you. He could hit the and, home run and, 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 and it. not matter. Yep. He, exactly. He can end your week for you. Yep. So, it, you know. 
if you're leaving drafts with guys like Michael Thomas and I don't know Julio, I think that's right. a, that's a possible tandem that somebody could have. Yeah. Fourth round pick, I think you could easily slot DJ Moore into your flex and just ride the wave with him because he's gonna give you weeks where he right. just makes the difference. I on mean, your he's team. been in the league for two years. He's had two thousand yard seasons, right? So it was. It, this is a classic like Brandon Cooks type scenario. It's yeah. interesting because they're both big play type of receivers, although they're they're differently built. Um, they might not do it for you every single week, and it might not be like Cooper Cup on that flat, you know, a nice plateau for you the whole year. It's going to be a little rocky, but at the end of the season, DJ Moore is very likely to finish as a top twenty-five receiver. So you pick him and you ride the wave. Couldn't agree more. Would love to see his touchdowns go up. Only four this year. You know, a lot right. to be a lot to be said, especially because, like, if he was going to catch more touchdowns, you'd imagine it'd be this year without Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be saying that about Robbie Anderson too. Though we are also struggled scoring. Good point. Indicative of Teddy, really. Yeah, we finally have a wide receiver whose quarterback situation on our countdown is rock solid. So of course it's Cole Beasley, (laughs) number twenty-one. Cole Beasley, eighty-two catches for nine hundred sixty-seven yards, four touchdowns. I mean, the dude just produced. It was every single week. It's a great year. He was a uh, obvious. This is so dumb to say, obviously, but he was a little bit better than Cooper Cup. Didn't score, scored two more touchdowns, just steady floor. He was a guy in a full point PPR league. I was starting him regularly at my flex just because like he was one guy. I was like, all right, well, I've started Aguilar. I've started T Higgins. I've started all these guys who have turded. But in that time, Cole Beasley's played in every game and outscored all of them. Cooper Cup was a good comparison. He's not the alpha in the offense. It's obviously Stephon Diggs. That's okay. The worry I have is I don't know what's going to go on with John Brown and Gabriel Davis might have been the second most impressive receiver on the Bills in this playoff game. He's really blossoming he's late had in some the year. Big, he's definitely had some big games too, but I don't think that he plays the role that Cole Beasley plays. Yeah. And I don't think that they want to have Diggs play the role that Cole Beasley plays, right? He, he's doing a fine job in the role that he's in. I think he's very secure. I now, does he finish within the top 25 receivers again? Probably not, but mm-hmm. I would be surprised if he's not like in the top 35. Yeah. For sure going for going into next year and he's going to be free again. Yeah. So, in your full PPR leagues, this is the kind of guy that if you go RB like heavy, like really heavy, just go ahead and take Cole Beasley at the end and you might be starting him every I week. Mean, Confidently, too. Not even like, oh, this, here comes Cole Beasley. This year, there wasn't there wasn't much fear. Obviously, no. you'd love to see more touchdowns, but I mean, next he's year, wide receiver Josh Allen's 21. only getting better, Scotty. He's wide receiver twenty one. Yeah. Yep. What a season. Number twenty. I don't know if I've ever been more proud of a human being. This literally must be what it feels <laughs> like to have children. Deontay Why? Johnson, dude, <laughs> he did exactly what we thought he was going to do. Sands he left drops so much on the table and it's all coming back to him next year I hope Odell had a season that he struggled with drops Mike Evans had a season that he struggled with drops and yes I am putting Deontay Johnson in the same stratosphere as those guys Julio had a season with drops shall I continue I mean this guy for the second straight year he led the Pittsburgh Steelers in targets if they're going to run this dink and dunk Ben system, nobody yeah. gets open more consistently on the Steelers roster than Deontay Johnson. That's a, nobody that's drops the, the ball more consistently than Deontay Johnson. But he's always open but off the quick open. Re- he, and it's off the quick release, right? He can get off that quick slant or get yeah. off that, you know, that uh, get behind the corner or whatever. 
he's able to do, he does it much quicker yep. than, you know, maybe Juju or Chase Claypool because they're probably taller guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. I don't know, but I really did enjoy watching Deontay play. Um, he is a playmaker with the ball in his hands, too. He can go up and catch 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. He can come in and play the slot. So he does it all. Um, I would love to see him catch some more footballs. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. He well, did he caught 85. Yeah, you're right, though. He ha- he did have a really good season. It's just he le- it felt like a bad taste because he left so much on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have easily been in the top 15 this year. Yeah, if he just caught half the balls he dropped, yeah. he probably moves up. Yeah, because there are I mean, a couple of those drops. He was like, he'd still be running if yeah, he caught him. He's he'd probably be at least sixteen if he just caught like three of the passes yeah. he dropped. Yep. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're into the top twenty now. Terry McLaurin, this yeah, guy, nineteen. He's only at nineteen. Well, he only had three touchdowns. Oh, man, but this dude. He is. He was so good, full PPR. Even standard, he was good. I mean this as a compliment. He reminds me of Allen Robinson. Because the amount of bad quarterback play that he endured to still put up a top 20 wide receiver season when he was drafted right around the top 20. We talked about those guys that, you know, how wide receivers usually chalk. Terry McLaurin actually added to that yes. this year. And the to the, what was he? Haskins, Heineke. Um, Alex Smith. Too bad they didn't figure out Heineke until too late in the season, right? I mean, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen was the, was the guy I couldn't think of. I mean, yeah. And 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 then like you you say, well, he had Alex Smith. Alex Smith yeah. used to be like the worst quarterback to wide receivers for years. Yeah. He didn't throw a single touchdown to a wide receiver in a full season yeah. on the full Chiefs one year. game season. So, you know, what Terry McLaurin did in spite of that makes him, you're, you're right, it makes him even better. If they yeah. do anything, if they acquire anyone at the quarterback position, uh, I'll, I'll be ready to reach for him. I, I see on here you say he deserves a third-round ADP. and Just uh, because of what he endured. I mean, I know you're joking, but are you that far off? I no. don't think so. He'll get drafted in the fourth or fifth round. Again. I really I really And he'll don't be a steal. So. Yeah. Because... If they get a quarterback that can push the ball down the field and isn't afraid to go to him in pressure situations, Terry McLaurin's only going to reward that. Yeah, it's interesting that he's Because he didn't ranked, play with that this year. It's interesting he's ranked next to Deontay because he is very similar to that, like getting quick separation mm-hmm. and and being that shifty type of wide receiver. Uh, yeah. I, I had him in a full PPR league, and he, he was awesome. He was awesome. He really was. 1, I can't believe he was only 19. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster up next. 91 catches on 120 targets for 766 yards. The difference between Juju and Terry McLaurin. Juju, eight touchdowns. And TikTok. Super steady. Great TikTok dancer. TikTok's on the logo. Damn you. The Browns is the Browns. Oh, man. He when might is as well he get it tattooed on his forehead. Shut up. Like, he might as well. Him and Claypool too. Yeah, and I'm not like you know, I'm not like a trying to be like a oh shut up and play football. Like it's clear what you're doing is is helping the other team gain motivation. They're literally saying it. Yeah, they're literally telling you at the end of the game. They're doing the dances you do when they win. It's obvious that like they're using you as motivation. So like yep. Juju, I love you, you know, but like uh, it's time. It's tough because it's even distracting us from saying. Juju was great this year. Great season. Great consistent season. You know, the the weeks his his t- he didn't score, his yardage was pretty high. The yep. weeks his yardage might have been a little low or the weeks he scored like he was really steady all year and like, very similar to what we talked about with Cooper Cup like he didn't win you a championship but he didn't you didn't lose because of him. 
Yeah, for and sure. So, you know, because of that, wherever he ends up, and it could easily be so back in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. but wherever he ends up, he's going to be a factor in the pass game. I think if he changes teams, it likely bumps his ADP down a little bit, which you got to think we're going to get this COVID thing. You know, vaccines are rolling out. I think we're going to probably have a full training camp season for these teams. Hope so, yeah. And so if you can get that discount on Juju joining a new team, that might be the time to strike on him rather than, you know, some of these higher priced guys that maybe have a higher price. He'll be very interesting to follow for fantasy purposes next year. Speaking of which, a man of great interest to both you and Tom, Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 92 catches for 1,057 yards. He caught three touchdowns. Yeah, only three touchdowns, but uh, he was another guy in that in that, in that that one league in full PPR. I had Robbie Anderson, Terry McLaren, and Bob Woods, and, and it felt it felt great as the season went on, especially full PPR. Half PPR, Robbie was a, a little more up and down, but let's not forget, he was undrafted. Yeah. Nobody was even thinking about him mm-hmm. first week he throws down a hammer and everyone who said this is Robbie Anderson you know like he's actually good and took the chance to go pick him up he became the number one wide receiver on this team he outpaced DJ Moore I won't say he outplayed him but he was getting targeted because he kind of reinvented himself right he, yeah. everyone used to think of him as this deep threat guy but we always said he can run the short routes he can run the slot routes he can do all those types of things and you know who else and did he that? did that this year his former college coach, who is now his NFL head coach. So, That's right. You know, there there's not a limit to what how Robbie Anderson will be used with Carolina. Um, just a, and I will say this: I don't think there's many people who can do more with four catches than Robbie Anderson was doing on like four catches a game at one point this year yeah. for Carolina. I mean, there were games where he was just like four for one twenty. Yeah, you yeah, know, or just like four for ninety six and a touchdown, like. It doesn't matter how few of ca- how little of catches he has. He has that opportunity right. because he came into the league as the big play guy. He can pop off at any time. Yeah, Loved he always has those chances, and and now that he's becoming recognized as a potential uh, possession type receiver, mm-hmm. um, like you said, the upside for him could be so big, especially yeah. without Curtis Samuel potentially in the offense next year. Definitely a guy who I'm going to have my eye on early to see what his ADP does uh, throughout the summer. No way he goes earlier than DJ Moore. I think he might. Yeah? I think he, I mean, he maybe. So I'll Recency be taking... bias will dictate. I'll be interested in whichever one goes later, most oh, likely. Of course, as we always are. Uh, how about CeeDee Lamb? Oh I don't know that God. there's a... So I don't know that there's a chance that he goes before Amari Cooper, who did very well this year as well. More on him in a second. I think that there there is a chance. You do. I do. Um, and I think that I I might I might be the guy to to take that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Ceedee Lamb showed everything this yes. year that if you paid attention the entire season, and you know when Red Zone came on, and you said, "Oh, there's Ceedee Lamb." Like you, like you said, the entire year you, you were holding your breath every time he he touched the ball. I think he's going to score every time he touches the ball. So he he shows you the return game. He takes this, you know, he he obviously was a great punt returner, but he takes this onside kick to the house. He's one of the league leaders, and this is one of the things that I absolutely am gushing over him about. 
He's one of the league leaders in the NFL, if not the league leader, in slot receiving yards, Mm -hmm. which is a huge stat, right? It shows that they're going to move him around to try and get him good matchups because he can also play the outside. If you remember, with a spectacular catch, although this might have been a route run from the slot, but he made a catch against the Vikings, which was the catch of the year, in my opinion. So. Like the he showed me everything that I expected to see, and that is yeah. so rare for a receiver with that much hype as a rookie that I'm ready to buy in, and I'm ready to say that he's gonna go buck wild next year. And especially, what if what if Michael Gallup's not a cowboy next year? I mean, that there's no limit. Uh, he's there's obviously no limit to what Sidney like Lane could do. He was dropping these games. That catch he had, Andy Dalton threw that past him. Yeah. It wasn't Dak Prescott. So, but he if, was unbelievable with Dak too. If he gets Dak back, I I really I love Ceedee Lamb for next year. I, I love him always. Obviously, I think he's an amazing yeah. talent in the NFL. And the good thing about Ceedee Lamb, he may be able to avoid Tom Banner coverage. <laughs> Because number 15, Amari Cooper, is locked in to a contract. I mean, I think CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper have the same length of contract with the Cowboys currently. Yeah. So this is... That's nice, huh? To have the two of them, I mean... And Zeke forever. And Zeke forever. (laughs) And hopefully Dak, if they can... Figure it out. Yeah, I mean, they they could potentially if he if they get Dak back in there, which I'm I really hope they will. They can go right back to a fantasy yeah. juggernaut. Amari Cooper is one of those guys who's always open, right? He yeah. does a great job of getting open, and he keeps that floor for you nice and steady. But also has that chance to really explode for his ceiling. As everybody knows who listens to the pod, I've never been the biggest <laughs> fan of him. Nope. You hear me just gushing over C.D. Lamb. Um, you can't wait for somebody to pass the mantle. He feels so much less risky than he used to feel, right? I mean, after seeing what he did without Dak this year, I think it's there, if there was ever anybody, and it, you would be one of these people that was a cynic about Amari Cooper. You saw why you don't need to be right. This that's year. what I mean. I'm, I'm the the tides are turning for yeah. me for sure. I like CD Lamb more as a player. Obviously, I just think that he his potential to be, as a receiver in the NFL could be you know, putting up ridiculous numbers in a year two type burst. But I also really understand and do appreciate the fact that Amari Cooper was rock solid all year. Fantastic. I mean, he was borderline wide receiver one. Obviously, we're in the 15 mark and he was a full six points ahead of CeeDee Lamb. You're talking you're talking eight points here. Yeah. Between him and and wide receiver 12. Yeah. There you go. Let's get to wide receiver 14, though. Maybe one of the more polarizing guys. Yeah, I think we're pretty split on him. A.J. Brown. Now, listen, I think this is the best compliment that I can give to a guy. A.J. Brown could be wide receiver one. Not A, wide receiver one. The He could be the wide receiver one. Why? Because he put up 924 yards and 10 touchdowns and a kick return touchdown, I believe, he had on an onside kick. That's right. On 60 catches. 60 catches. 60. Now, he ended up having 10 in week 17 and ended the season with 70. Third, only, and he missed two weeks. Missed two weeks. But, I mean, this is a guy you has, talk about fantasy points per game. He moves from, from 14 into maybe maybe the top five. If not the top five, then. I think he's, from what I can see, eight. six. Six? Yeah. Yeah, maybe six or seven as I'm scrolling here, too. But, um, 
he, another guy. He Seven wants, if you count on you. A guy who who does it all, right? Yeah. And and one of the things that and and one the reason why I think that he's going to be a really good target for a back end WR one next year. Mm-hmm. WR one, I'm saying he could lead your team. Yes. In receiving, which he which he which he did this year. Yeah. You really could have used him as a WR one this year. I had my WR one on the team this year was you know, WR 12 and I made the, yeah. the, I know I came in like third place, you know? Yeah. So it's entirely possible. Um, he hits these plays that they're not scripted that he hits a quick slant and just bully balls his way into the end zone against the Ravens. If you yep. remember that one, yep. you know, you, you give him a long play. He spins out of a tackle 70 yards later. He's standing in the end zone. And these are just quick hitter throws and he's just breaking them from what was distance. The, game, the Thursday night game. Where he dropped like a seventy yard, he dropped a seventy five yard touchdown. Yeah, the Jags game. The Jags. Yeah, right. So like, he catches that. We're talking about him much higher than we are right and, now. And he didn't have to catch the rest of that game, by the way. Right. So like he catches that. He's literally on one play. He's probably in. I think he's in the top ten. Right. That's that's what I mean. So like the potential for him. And yes, he's he like you like you that's put the on potential here. For him. He's only averaging sixty two catches per season, and that's what's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you know you're going to deal with that with yeah. Derrick Henry, right? Well, I'm willing to say that that's still the juice is the juice is still worth a squeeze here, um, even if he just played. The full season. If you just you know extrapolate his numbers out of number another two games, he's easily within the top ten receivers. And uh, one of a guy I'm huge on. One of the more important things too that we didn't even put on our notes. I can't believe neither of us thought to think of this. Corey Davis might not be there next year, <laughs> so it's just him and Johnny in the pass game, right? Without Corey Davis, that's a good point. Tom so, would Tom would tell us to bring up uh, Adam Humphreys as we love him, which I won't. But he will take he won't take enough targets away. Yeah. Um, the the sky is the limit for AJ Brown. He puts together a wide receiver fourteen season this year, and uh, if, if yeah. there was somewhere that I could put in like a ten dollar bet, will AJ Brown finish as higher higher than WR fourteen and a half PPR next year? I would hammer it right now. Oh, for sure. Especially because wide receiver thirteen Tyler Lockett. I literally think he thought. That the game he played against Arizona was the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was because I sh- because I shut him down and he four stood touchdowns up on Sunday night, defended his honor, and then he was like, "That's it, I'm done. I'm done." done. I mean, it, he didn't have like over a hundred yards after that game. I'm pretty sure they're they're off. And there were games where he had like tubes. six or seven catches for seventy yards and all that stuff, but like there was no pop and. No. Everything we've heard about the Steelers, the Seahawks this week is that oh they're committing God. to the run, which remind me to bring that up when we're talking about Chris Carson next like, week. Terrifying, but terrifying like, quotes. Chris Carson yeah. going to be a free agent, so we'll see if Ooh. he's even the one toting that rock. Might be Rashad Penny for oh. you, Don. <laughs> but no. um, Lockett finished still, still with everything you said, right? He's WR 13. Yeah, he was great. He, and in the first half of the season, along with Russell Wilson, he was incredible. Yes, it seems like the passing game may go down, but who knows? You know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and maybe that just ups their efficiency. Uh, yeah. Tyler Lockett is still still an amazing player. Uh, he's made amazing catches. I, I think about that that catch he made two years ago in the end zone, like week one, where he was like parallel to the ground, basically oh, three yards. Oh, the Thursday yards. nighter against I'll, the Rams. It was like one of the greatest catches of all time. I'll never forget that catch. And Especially per- because they were wearing those highlighter green jerseys. Exactly. For that one, too. And uh, he, he's a great player. I, I really I really don't want to try to disparage him too badly. I do. He fell off a mountain. He did, and it, that's true. Now, he climbed it, it very quickly in the beginning of the season, but he fell right off of it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he he and DK had a chance to both be top five receivers at one point this season. Yeah. And DK stayed, and Tyler Lockett's wide receiver 13. Yeah. Sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> DK Metcalf was good this year. Yes, he was. Sorry if you didn't remember that. Number 12, Bob Woods. The man. I have so does, much respect for Bob he Woods. He does everything well. He, catch, he runs great routes. He runs great deep routes. He can win 50-50 balls. He does great over the middle. He runs the ball well when they hand off to <laughs> yeah. him. Like, there is not, like, I have such a man crush on this dude. Like, he is so good, and I don't understand why people aren't talking about him as one of the top 10 receivers in the league because he almost was there. Yeah. he Another great season for yeah. him. He's, he's so steady, and I'll tell you what, the, I, I had him in a bunch of leagues. He was, as you know, he was a guy I was excited to take. He was going after Cooper Cup, and I knew that they both were gonna uh, like have an equal chance, really, to have a good season, have a great season. Yeah. Um. They they finish really not that far apart. You know, Bob Woods finishes probably twenty five points ahead of Cooper Cup. That's it. But uh, still, an amazing season for Woods. He fin he was drafted probably like fifth round ADP I would say yep so this is a, a smash value with uh with another guy number 11 Keenan Allen was an absolute home run value so uh can I we'll, we'll segue into Keenan Allen now because like Bob was just like he's really good that's all you can say yeah he was really good he had a really good season Keenan Allen I'd like to amend his statistics a little bit because I'm seeing he's listed as 14 games well one of those was a Thursday night game where he played against the Raiders and had one catch for like eight yards. Yeah. So I would like to strike that game played from the record. So now he's down to 12. And his his points per game is points per game goes probably away. a top five option. And that's how he needs to be remembered this season because he missed the last three games of the year. How about two games with Tyrod at quarterback as well? And a game with Tyrod at, at quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, or a game and a half with Tyrod at quarterback, right? One game. No, I, oh, yeah, yeah, because it week, was like... Right before kickoff week that's one, right. we, we found out he wasn't starting. So, um, but him with Herbert, like mid-season, he felt like a league winner. It yeah. felt like when you looked across your leagues... The he doesn't guy get who hurt, had he is the league winner. Yeah, he, he was a, a, a huge value. He went right around a guy who finished a little bit ahead of him who, who was really the league winner at, at the wide receiver position, or one of them, uh, one of the guys that, that we'll never forget this year. But Keenan Allen, unfortunately, the tail end of his year was forgettable, and that's the only reason why mm -hmm. he's not going to be talked about much higher. You know, He yeah. really had a chance to, to finish within the top ten, within really even the top six or seven as I scroll up here and look, just look at the raw numbers. Uh this is a guy I'm incredibly excited to draft yeah. next year. Oh my god! I think yeah. he's going to go right back at that like two three turn maybe. Mm -hmm. So you can maybe get a, if you have an early pick, you take your your elite running back and then you back it up maybe with two receivers and Keenan Allen as that second one. That'd be nice. I mean, he's so good. He's so <laughs> he good. Runs such good. And he routes. was really disrespected this year, oh, just yeah. because people didn't know about Tyrod and they didn't and the know about Herbert. Kind of warranted after week one. Yeah, right. But once Herbert got in, it was like, oh, my God, I should have drafted Keenan Allen everywhere. Yep, exactly. You know? Exactly. And hopefully we can next year. And the other thing, too, is Hunter Henry might not be there. I believe he's a free agent because they franchised him. Yes. And I got to I gotta throw in the towel here. It's never going to happen with Mike Williams. It doesn't it seem isn't. like in this offense. Especially I mean, he's had Herbert big games. Took over. But he had a couple big games, and that was it. Played pretty well without Keenan Allen. But if Keenan Allen comes back, I mean – it's his show. Yes, for sure. We are, enter the top 10 with a guy 
one of the lifetime achievement award winners of the wide receiver position, or at least he's building his case because the amount that he's put up with just in terms of horrible quarterback play, Terry McLaurin has an Allen Robinson poster up on his wall in his bedroom. Cause that's how he, he aspires to be with bad quarterback play. Yep. I mean, Allen Robinson, whether it was Foles or Trubisky, the seesaw of that all year, Allen Robinson almost turned in a hundred thousand ten season. Yeah, he was really, really good. 100 catches on the dot, 1,200 yards receiving, six touchdowns. He was awesome. Yeah, he's an, he's another guy that, like, reminds me of Bob Woods. Like, he was so consistently good, mm-hmm. and everybody who had Allen Robinson knows that. Yeah. And I guess I guess we have to bring it up for the people who didn't, right? Next year, don't rule out Allen Robinson. He is consistently very good for so all good. the people who didn't have him in leagues and it doesn't, like me this year. And again, it doesn't matter who's throwing to him. Right, and he's a free agent, so what? Yeah, it like doesn't I'll, matter who's throwing to him. I'll draft Allen Robinson in like the third or fourth round as a free agent. Yeah. Just let him I don't even care where he goes. Just would let, you, let him let me know where he lands. Would you take Allen Robinson over Keenan Allen? Not blind. No. Not blind. Would you take I, him I would over trust, Woods? Um I would take yeah, him over Woods yeah. blind. I think his ceiling's higher. <laughs> I would. I don't care what team Allen Robinson's playing for. I'm I would take him over Woods. I wouldn't take him <laughs> over Keenan that. Allen. No, Keenan Allen's situation take, seems so what. rock solid. I think Keenan Allen is gonna be a top like five, six, seven wide receiver off the board next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh how about Mike Evans? Wide receiver nine. Oh my god. Now listen. It did not look great. I enjoyed it. At times, it did not look great. Yeah. Especially when he had a game where he had two catches and both were one-yard touchdowns. I mean, that game, that's, that's that a, kind that's of a, shit is awesome Now, that's me. legendary. <laughs> yeah. But if you take away the touchdowns, he has two catches for two yards. Yeah. And obviously, that's not good. It came out in, like, week 15 that Evans was playing with a really bad ankle injury that was underreported the, the entire season. And you could literally tell that he used their bye week to get to get right and to stay off his ankle. And how did he do it? And how did he reward that? Buck wild. He went absolutely berserk for the rest of the season, including a three touchdown. It was three, right? That he had, or did he have two? It was two, but he had a buck he had, eighty. Yeah, he had ten catches for a buck eighty and two <laughs> touchdowns yeah. in the championship week. I mean, yeah, he had forty in, st- in yeah. full PPR. How about? I mean. I'll just say it. Another guy, too. Seven straight seasons. Every season he's played in the NFL, he's gained a thousand receiving yards. I would venture to say he's had over almost he's had over eight touchdowns in half of those seasons. By the way, he had fifteen this year. And and I'd like to bring up too, just like what we talked about 13, before with earlier with DJ Moore. Like you don't get to complain. In my opinion, you don't <laughs> get to complain about how you get it. No, this is wide receiver nine. You yeah. didn't draft him where nine, wide receiver nine went off unless you were Don and you thought he was going to be wide receiver five, which he was. is fine. And, uh, I, you know, I picked him early earlier than a lot of people did as well. But yeah. this was a great pick. He had a great season. Yeah. And if anyone gives you any crap about Mike Evans, you say, just tell them Scott said, you don't get to complain about how you get it. No. You get it, how it comes, and you like it. And damn it, I liked Mike Evans this year. And I will like him again next year if Tom Brady's well, there. Speaking of next year, we are assuming Brady's coming back, likely to defend their Super Bowl title. This guy's a Hall of Fame receiver. That's that's the oh, pace yeah. he's on. He's on a Hall of Fame pace. He's a Hall of Fame receiver, and he's got two other receivers to take attention away from him. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Gronk. But but 
I saw this. Don't worry. All three of them, their contracts are up at the end of this Even season. Fournette is a free agent. Okay. Like the, so their playmakers Gort besides Fournette, him are gone. Mike Evans' biggest goal line threat. <laughs> like Exactly. Fournette vultured Mike Evans several times. So my point is between Evans, Godwin, and Gronk, I would venture to say that at least one of those three will not be back with Tampa Bay next year. You said Evans is one of them, but you meant A.B. A.B., Godwin, Gronk. A.B. going to be One of back. those three. I think it's Godwin gone. He's going to get too much cash. I think I think Godwin and Will Fuller and, and Allen Robinson, all three of them go are to just the going to go. No. <laughs> one of them should go to the Packers. None of them will. Um, Packers are going to draft Devontae Smith. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, stay tuned on my Twitter where anytime there's speculation about a receiver, me just They're say, going to the get this guy to the Packers. <laughs> but no, uh, Godwin's going to go wherever they give him the most money. Fuller's going to go wherever they give him the most money. Robinson's going to go wherever they give him the most money. That's just a fact. Yeah. It's I, not... The fit. arrow's pointing straight up yeah. for Mike Evans. And especially because I think Godwin wants and quite frankly deserves the chance to be a team's number one wide receiver. I mean, yeah. And I'd like to see what he does with that. And I would also like to see Mike Evans without Godwin. Because him and A.B. have skill sets that I think complement each other a lot better than Evans and Godwin do. So because of that, super excited for Mike Evans next year. Because always, I love right? him. Yes. Well, I mean, we, we've always loved him. I would him take a bullet for Mike Evans. We, we've always stand Mike Evans. And it's yes. always nice when those guys just continually pay yeah. off for you. This, yeah. like I said, this guy's on a Hall of Fame pace. Don't forget that on draft day. No. Don't let other stuff get in your head. He's playing with Tom Brady, and he's on a Hall of Fame pace. Look, can, can that be good enough? Can that can that just be good he's enough? He's one of one. <laughs> Only one guy has ever done what Mike Evans has done. We're going to talk about seven and eight together because they play for the same team. Adam I love Thielen, that they eight, finished seven Justin and eight. Justin Jefferson, seven. This is the perfect. that You replace Stephon Diggs, and things just stay the goddamn same. No kidding. Justin right? Jefferson, number seven. I mean, I said this Just, to you, and I, I'll, I'll say it on the pod right now. It's going to be really difficult for me to not leave the second or third round without Justin Jefferson on all of my fans. Yeah, teams. you know, I, I wrote on I here. I think I'm all in on him. I wrote on here, like, you should probably lean toward format. Uh, you know, maybe you'd lean feeling PPR. I don't think so. And he, like literally I have my mind has kind of changed on that today. Jefferson like, had more catches. I mean he played more games, but he did. Um he's just has has it seems like such a higher potential. I mean, although Thielen has been great. Didn't and Thielen Jefferson was, go nuts the week Thielen was out too? Uh yeah. Yeah. And uh not that he didn't the whole year, but Right, but with Thielen in there, you gotta imagine it's it's not as crazy. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're gonna look at Thielen to be Thielen had a did a great job in the red zone. He makes amazing. He also makes amazing catches, contested yeah. catches too. So he's not really going to go anywhere. But I think that the true upside, the true just absolute blow up games reside with yeah. Justin Jefferson in this offense. Justin Jefferson can be wide receiver one. I don't think Adam Thielen can. I think Adam. Thielen but Adam Thielen ain't going to be other than year. like you know he's not going lower than wide receiver like fifteen. No, absolutely he's not. Rock solid. That's all he's there. been the last four years. Yeah. At this point. So. But I think Justin Jefferson is that dude. Like, yeah. I think he, there is no ceiling to what he can be. Yeah, I think I'm Jefferson over Thielen. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, literally, I'm thinking, like, I could get him in the second round and be happy. Yeah, That's I mean, how, like, you, so you think he's a wide receiver one? Yes. What did he finish as this year? Yeah. 
You know, I mean, but like I said earlier, you I know, just think you bake in all these guys that were out. You're Michael Thomas, you're Julio, and you're Chris. You know, Chris Godwin yep. missed a bunch of games, so uh, it will be interesting to see if he stays that high. Hopefully, for your sake, people put those guys back in there off name recognition. And I think they and he, will. Maybe he slides down the ADP chain for yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that really sticks out to me between Jefferson and Thielen is. They combined for 21 touchdowns, and Thielen had 14 of them. 14 That's is not going to be the disparity next year. I think Jefferson's touchdowns can go way up. touchdowns, man. That's impressive yeah. for Thielen. It's really impressive. Yeah. And this was like he had a tough time getting past that 10-touchdown <laughs> threshold, missed if the you game remember. Too. Yeah. So this is that's 14 touchdowns in yeah. 14 games that I'm we're looking at. I'm not saying I'm not impressed with what Thielen did this year. I'm saying that I could not be more impressed – with what a wide receiver did this season than Justin Jefferson in terms of what he did versus what I expected him to do. Okay, that's fair. Okay? Yeah. Number six. Very fair. DeAndre Hopkins in his first season with the Cardinals, 111 catches. You want to talk about not being surprised by what somebody did this year. (laughs) 1,372 yards, six touchdowns, and that's the only knock is that he didn't hit his average of like 12 touchdowns a year. If he does, he's probably in the wide receiver one conversation. Yeah, my notes on here are it's hard to find something to say about him. He is a fantasy God who will likely return to the top five next year yep. where he rightfully belongs. Uh, yep. He's at six here. He finishes a point and a half behind our number five receiver. So you can probably clump him in there. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I think it's fair. So to, tied for fifth. DeAndre Hopkins. It, yeah, right. It's fair to call him essentially fifth, but for the numbers sake, he, he slots in at sixth. This is a, a back end first round pick. Like he has been for the past five or six years. Uh, no fear. He remains a wide receiver. One that you could and should pick in the first round of full point PPR leagues. I mean, just if, if you're looking for a tiebreaker, for him versus any receiver. Just think about the Hail Mary catch. Yeah. Think about how much joy that would have brought you on your fantasy team and just pick DeAndre. So I saw that, right? I had him in one league, full point PPR league. I saw that. and I was like, man, what a play. That's awesome. I was like, too bad. I was getting blown out in the league that I had him in. I won because of that play. That's amazing. And didn't realize it in real time. Right. So I I saw it. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I was like, so I kind of had like the second hand, but I think if I had known that it was going to give me the win, right? I mean, you, I would still be screaming. Like about if that it. if that happened on like Monday night, yeah. Oh, oh my god, god. it, no it was the ever... last four o'clock game to end on that slate though. So uh, yeah, I, that, that was a, an epic game. Yeah. Hopefully, we see more epic games with the Cardinals because it seems like whenever the score starts to get a little high for them, Hopkins starts to mm-hmm. get going. Number five, scary to think about what this guy's numbers would look like if he hit the hundred thousand ten club. DK Metcalf had 80 catches, turned him into 1,282 yards and 10 touchdowns. Damn. Imagine DK Metcalf getting 20 more catches this so season. So here's a and he's here's terrifying. A, here's a guy who was actually top five in the NFL in drops. So you want to talk about someone actually leaving opportunities on the table. He could have slipped probably up to four. The top three put up absurd numbers this year and, and are probably untouchable, but he probably could have jumped the guy ahead of us with just a couple more grabs. Mm-hmm. Uh the rapport between him and Russell Wilson is amazing, you know, yeah. it, and and it's clear that they're working together. Uh, this is a guy that I I am just so far in on. At the beginning, when he came into the league, mm-hmm. I didn't even know if he was going to be much. I thought he might be like Cordero Patterson. Shows how much I know about NFL prospects, yeah. right? He goes out there and just blows the doors off of any expectation anybody ever had, especially this year. Like, even last year, he was great. He still blew the doors off 
of yeah. last year with this year's performance. Yep. He jumped onto the scene as a top five wide receiver and hung out there the entire year. He was like, this is cool. I kind of like this. this. I think I'm really going to cool. stay. He became a standard bearer in fantasy football because and, and I realized this when it happened, but I was I, we were talking. I was like, I think Chase Claypool, I think his second year jump can be similar to DK Metcalf's. And that's right. what that's what DK Metcalf did. He had such a good spring into his second season yeah. that he became the standard for how we're going to judge second seasons of wide receivers. It's a very in interesting future. comparison too, because DK, if you remember, didn't have a ton of catches, but had a lot of touchdowns mm -hmm. in his rookie season. There you so go. Um, I, I, I love that comparison. Yeah. I'm really rooting for him. Uh, if you're doing a dynasty startup draft. Yes. This I year, like this. I think I would take DK Metcalf as the first wide receiver off the board. I think I'd take Justin number Jefferson. four, Calvin oh. Ridley as the first receiver. He's really good. He is really and good. And he does everything a receiver should do in terms of route running. There isn't a there isn't a branch missing on his route tree. That that's fair. And so he became this year and just think about this. Wide receiver 4. He became the wow. first wide receiver since 2014 to play on the Falcons and outscore Julio Jones. Now Julio only played nine games he this year. He still probably would have done it, but he missed he missed time in those earlier years too, and nobody outscored him. Right. Cal Ridley coming for the throne to the point where Julio Jones is the subject of trade talks in Atlanta because they're like, well, if we get rid of Julio, we still have Calvin Ridley, and he yeah. really figured out how to play down the stretch of this season, being that top dog. Because if you remember. In the games that he wasn't playing with Julio, he was struggling a little bit. And so did Matt Ryan. Not towards the end of the season, though. No. He really turned it on at the end of the season right. and really cemented himself as one of the more interesting wide receiver prospects for fantasy next year because it's like, are you going to take him ahead of Julio? Right. With Julio yeah. assumed to be coming into a healthy season? It's gonna be, that, that will be very interesting. If these interesting. two are on the same team, I don't know who I take first. Yeah. But in a dynasty, I'm taking Ridley because he's younger. So the and the but the only thing, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the age, and I think that that's where DK takes the favor because you know Calvin Ridley was DK like a like four 12. year, yeah. DK or Calvin Ridley was like one of those those four year, maybe even five year college guys. So he's he was even on the older end when he came mm. into the NFL. He's a couple more years ahead of DK now, but. Um, even the three guys ahead of them, I, I, there's so many great receivers in the NFL right now. Great that point, you can, by the way. Cal Ridley's 26. Yeah, so so his age, I mean, compared to DK, who's like 22, 23, yeah. it just kind of maybe tips the scales yeah. a little bit for him. But there are so many great receivers in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, passing is, is kind of exploding. You're seeing these, these quarterbacks really be able to make plays. And uh, I'm excited to see what's to come. You can make a case for a lot of guys yeah. to be the number one receiver in redraft and dynasty. Yeah. Up next, I don't really care how old he is. If Stephon Diggs is going to play this way with Josh Allen for however long he's in Buffalo, he's another guy. I'll take him. I mean, what a season. Yeah. Uh, punctuates at week 16. 20 catches to lead the league, by the way. 120. 120 catches, 1,459 yards. And eight touchdowns, wow. including three in, in week, week 16. 16. An absolutely legendary championship performance in a championship that he probably got you to because he was in that range that we mentioned where if you picked him right around Keenan Allen, right around right. Mike Evans, yeah. where if you drafted him, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. I got my, I really stepped into something here. Yeah. And that's, and that's what it felt like. 
probably I would say um, like maybe mid season. Yeah. Because he was going, you know, going along. He had some big games, whatever, right? And, and he just was stringing them together where it was hundred yards. Uh, maybe he spatters in a touchdown, but ten he's getting, catches. Yeah, he's having ten catch yards. Games. I think he had two straight. He ended the season with a ten. He went like twelve catches, ten catches, and then nine catches and three touchdowns. So he brings you through the playoffs. He brought you there. He was a great value at the draft. Yeah. I will never forget Stephon Diggs twenty twenty. Never. No. Never. What a season! And he's still thirty points behind our top two receivers on the season, and he was that good. They are a tier. So of their that own. just shows how historic Tyreek Hill. At number two, can we just was. go over Stephon Diggs's final run of the season? By the way, absolutely, because it's worth repeating. Ten catches on ten targets for ninety-two yards, week thirteen. So he gets you into the, he keeps you in the playoffs or advances your seed. Week fourteen, maybe you're in the quarterfinals. Hey, you made the playoffs. Ten catches for one hundred thirty yards and a touchdown. Oh boy. Week fifteen, Bills playing the Broncos. Eleven for. Th- 11 catches for 147 yards. Great game. Didn't score a touchdown. Kind of a bummer, but you still probably got to the championship game. And then, of course, 20 without a touchdown. The championship game, nine catches, 145 yards, and three. and three touchdowns. I'll never forget that stat line. But he didn't have a 200-yard quarter now, did he? No. And that is So let's talk about Tyreek Hill. That is something that, that I want to talk about things I'll never forget. Tyreek Hill had 200 of his how many total yards, Don? Uh, that would be uh, 1,400. In one quarter. Yeah. So the, the and potential. Two tu- and two of his 17 touchdowns. 17 on the season. touchdowns. And the, I think the most impressive part about Tyreek Hill finishing WR2 the way that he did, this guy barely had 100-yard games. This Which was a guy that you going, were banking on yardage. You were yeah. drafting him because you thought he would be a 1,600, 1,700 total uh, yardage receiver with running and, and receiving and who knows what else you're scored for, maybe mm-hmm. punt returns or whatever. But he's not even getting you that that big games. No. He's just scoring touchdowns at an insane <laughs> clip. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the more I think about, uh, about him right now, it's like what if he just starts hitting 100-yard games and he keeps that touchdown pace up? He coasts. To wide receiver one. He it has one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time. Yeah. Like and that's the kind of conversation we're in right now with So Tyree we're using Kill. fantasy pros for this, and they only track their data back to twenty thirteen. The highest season is like a three hundred and twenty something performance from Demarius Thomas the first year that he was with Peyton or the, the Peyton year where he had Legendary. three runs three receivers in the top ten or whatever. Tyree Kill can absolutely beat that. And if he had a couple more hundred yard games, he's right in that mix. Yeah, there there's now, I should I should no point out here. by the way. Number 1, Devontae Adams obviously, right? Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill would have been the number 1 wide receiver in 2018, 2017 and 2016. Okay. I believe 2015 as well. Yeah. Last year, uh Michael Thomas went nuclear and just the sheer <laughs> right. volume of his catches, nobody was going to catch him. He had yeah. over 300 points last year. And then I've, I talked about the Demarius Thomas, which in that year by the way, Antonio Brown had like 300 as well. Yeah. The receiver position was absolutely bonkers. I think it was in 2014. Right. Yeah, that insane. was an amazing season. But let's talk about Devontae Adams because not only did he become wide receiver in one, led in points per game, led in points, he missed two games. Two missed. of the games that he that would have counted 
in this. Like two, he played week seventeen. Two, yeah, right. He plays week I seventeen. Almost, I almost petitioned that we should count what he did in week seventeen right. towards but, this. But no, but no. he still finished as one, and that just makes it even Didn't cooler that he did exactly. He averaged twenty two point one half PPR points per game. It's absurd. He was like almost like McCaffrey out there. Obviously, McCaffrey was breaking three hundred points, but at receiver, that is just absolutely incredible. Taking away your fantasy from it, like taking away the fantasy aspect and just trying to look at it in real life, this is the best receiver season that I can remember since like Randy Moss having 21 touchdowns. He was unbelievable. I mean, Devontae Adams was unstoppable. 18 this touchdowns year. total if you count week 17. So he scored 18 touchdowns in 14 games. Amazing. And week 16, 11 catches, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. And three. Not a, to be outdone by what Stephon a week, Diggs. But. What a week 16. Yeah, man. no oh kidding. My God. Evans and Adams, Kamara, obviously. Yeah, Adams is, I think we'll he's, talk about him. he's no doubt. I, I guess, I think you can make the argument for Tyreek Hill. Non-PPR, I think I might go Tyreek Hill just because of the yardage that he is expected to accumulate. And the imagine. fact that he was on par from a touchdown aspect with Adams this yeah, year. exactly. I think, I think that's what I'd do. Can't if PPR go wrong. is involved in any way, I'm taking Adams Can't go as the wrong. first receiver off the board. Yeah, what? just what a season for, so for I guess, Adams, man. And do we assume that Adams is the consensus first receiver off the boards by the end? I would. I think so. All right, so do you take him over? Uh, let's get the easy ones out of the way. Do you take him over Kamara? Adams? Yeah. No. CMC? No. Dalvin Cook? No. Zeke? Yes. Who's the four? Oh, sorry. Scratch Zeke from Derek the Henry. No. Derek Henry. No, I love the big man too much. Saquon. Yes. So you got him at like fifth, right where Michael Thomas went this year. Yeah, he's probably like a mid round first. Yeah. For the for those people, and that's fair. I was yeah. just curious. And I'll, I'll you know, a lot of the like, times what happens what to me. Do, you know? A lot of the times be... what happens to me too is when I have a pick in the middle, I reach up for the running back, and I'm not mm. going to make that mistake this year. Devontae Adams is there for me in the middle of the round. I'm picking him, and yes, I know he's probably going to stub his toe. So you or take Alan Lazard as your handcuff. <laughs> or pull his hamstring or do whatever, but in 13 games, he could still finish as a yeah. WR1, yeah. and for that reason, he's worth it. Yep. All right, we promised it. Let's get into the divisional playoff matchups. Uh, there should be some good ones in this one. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, first, you game, know this podcast loves Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. Well, we'll get to that. Is in that a second. the first game? No, the first game yeah. is Packers Rams. So we'll okay. get it out of the way uh, because I think this game, whatever the under is, I'm probably taking it. Uh, the Rams yeah. offense did not look great. Uh, their defense obviously had to score a touchdown. Um, Rams, he going to shut Adams down? Did hard anybody to, shut Adams down this say, year? Right? <laughs> did anybody do well against Ramsey? Uh, Diggs had one catch for a touchdown. <laughs> you know, so, so it's I, uh, it's tough. Yeah, there were guys who performed. You know, yeah, Hopkins okay. had a couple of a couple games. You know, one the, of the Packers move Adams around enough too. One of the things that confuses me too. Well, I, I think Ramsey does a good job of shadowing too, so he'll he'll travel around with him a good amount. Yeah, but like, um, DK caught a touchdown on him, but it was a zone play, so they didn't count it. Like he drops back in zone and yeah. DK runs a slant in front of him, catches the ball and falls on the end zone. But that's not against Jalen Ramsey. Right. It's only when he's playing him man to man in coverage. Right. So there's there's some loopholes around it for sure. But I wanted to bring it up because I'm just so interested in that specific matchup. I think it is incredibly important 
in this game because if Adams can't get open quick, you know Aaron Donald's coming with that pressure. So it's it's yeah. got to be it's going to be really interesting. The Rams think- are so weird that they're like so bad and so good at the same time that they could still win this game. No, they can't. I really think they could. That, if if Ram the only prayer they have is if Ramsey slows Adams down. Or they could get walloped, and that's the Rams exactly. for you in a nutshell. Exactly. <laughs> so we do that. That's it. That's enough, I think, because if if it doesn't matter who starts a quarterback, I'm not. Cam Akers, in- if you're in daily, I would hammer Cam Akers. I don't know. The the, the Packers can't stop the run, man, yeah. and they're gonna feed him. They fed him last week. True. All right. the The best game of the week has to be Bills Ravens, right? For me. And I mean, like, I love Josh Allen. I love Lamar. I mean, this is this is what you dream of. These if are this was the AFC Championship, we'd be pumped. Oh yeah, these are two quarterbacks playing lights out football too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, part of me roots for Lamar always. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for Lamar. For I want Lamar to win the Super Bowl this year. I, I will. I think I will want. He got you a championship. I think I'll want Lamar deserves. to win the Super Bowl until he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the that's where we've come with him. Uh huh. But uh. Damn, this is going to be a great game. Uh, Diggs against great cornerbacks. Um, I bet he still eviscerates them like he has been. Yeah, I, there's no worry with Diggs. And Josh Allen is just—he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in a—I'm in one of the playoff things where, like, if you make it the next round and your guy makes it through, you get multiple points. So I'm on Josh Allen times two this week. I'm like, oh, he's getting me like 60. Let's go, right? You can only hope. Yeah, and everyone who didn't pick him in the first round. I'm like, how do you not pick him? This is like a free 30 burger. So were you able to pick like Chiefs and Packers and automatically get the time? Yeah, so two? people like picked Mahomes yeah. to get the times two for the next round. But I was like, let me take the 30 points now and yeah. get Josh Allen times two next week. Yeah. Especially if, if they get to if they if they make the Super Bowl, it's over. You win. <laughs> yeah. Because how many people pick Mahomes or Rogers or Right. Uh so we'll go to um I mean that game. You can pick anybody in your dailies, and I'd be be like, "Yeah, that's fine. Don't pick Des." Yeah, yeah. That's J.K. Much all I J.K. Got. Dobbins rocks, and yep. the Bills' defense isn't amazing against the run. Mm-hmm. So he should. He. What's weird about Dobbins? So he only got nine carries last week. So it's a little frightening. But when they're on the red zone, they love to use him. He did score, right? He did score. Yeah. So. So you're 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 begging for that, basically. Yeah, you're basically banking on a touchdown because he doesn't have much receiving upside either, which I think is a little weird, and I think it's something that hopefully they try to revisit in the offseason because mm-hmm. he actually is a good receiving back. He's made good plays in the receiving game, but they just don't really utilize him in that way. Um, I feel like the Ravens, as, as good as they've been recently, they got to reassess how they use their playmakers. I, I yeah. mean, that could be a different discussion for a different time, but yeah. you see Hollywood Brown finally get some end arounds and stuff like that, and he has an awesome game. Yeah, no, you know, like no let's, shit. let's start using these guys yeah. a little better, and, and maybe the same could work for J.K. Dobbins soon enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next game is uh, – so I, found, I find it interesting that neither one seed is playing at night this week. That's Because uh, Chiefs-Browns is the first game on Sunday. Now, granted, they play at like four – they play at three in the afternoon. So it's a, it's a later start for this one. But, um, I mean – Chiefs going to come out and go down it, like three touchdowns like they did against the Texans last year. Well, the problem year. is if they do and – the, and the Browns obviously went up four touchdowns is – the problem is the Chiefs can actually come back and won't get the quit in their eyes like the Steelers <laughs> right. did after the Browns went up 28 nothing. So, 
I mean, we've seen what it takes for the Browns to win a playoff game. They just have to be <laughs> spotted 28 points in the first quarter. Uh, but the Chiefs have the offense and they have the leadership it's, to come back from something like that. Feels so like it's impossible to bet against them. Yeah, it feels like a, a Chiefs role here yeah, to me. Because all it took to beat them in the playoffs one time was Tom Brady's last crusade as a Patriot. And and you think about like even just simple stuff like Andy Reid coming off a bye. That too, yeah. They just score like forty. The Chiefs score like forty points a game when he comes yeah, up, when they so, come off a bye. So there you go. If it, yes, the Browns got forty points last week, but like you said, mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers spotted them two touchdowns defensively, I believe. Yep. So uh, I, I'm 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 scared for for the Browns in this yep. game. But uh, if you're playing daily, Nick Chubb looked really good last week. He did. He caught the ball out of the backfield very well too. So uh, I think he would be a great play this weekend, mm-hmm. running back as well. Last but not least. The oldest combined age for two quarterbacks in a playoff game likely to never be broken because I think one of these QBs will not be starting next year, and it's not Tom Brady. I saw a bunch of people saying uh, they should play Bucks Saints on the History Channel <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because of the, the Nickelodeon game. Uh, shout out to the MVP, Mitch Trubisky. Tough loss, buddy. Maybe, Gotta love fan voted maybe, awards. Maybe next year. They trolled him so hard with that. It's no, it's, it's just best. incredible. It's the best. But I think another thing that might be incredible is this game. Uh, I'm really excited for this game as well. I think the you know the Bucks are another team I'm rooting for, and I think that's why I'm so so interested in these games. I really want the Ravens to play the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I don't mm. know why, but I think that would be compelling and uh, fun to watch unfold. Sure. So um, I'm I'm just I just don't really enjoy the Saints as much as I used to. They well, don't have that fun about them. We've talked like about this. To. We talked about this on Saturday when they easily would have lost to a team with a competent offense. They shrivel pretty bad in the playoffs over the yeah. last three years. You like, can't do that against those Tom. two games they lost to the Vikings. They really shouldn't have been in the game at all. Like the Saints were clearly the better team in both cases. Yeah. And then the Rams game, obviously the call was bad, whatever. But that Rams team was really good too. But even still, like. Why are these games always so close? Right. You know, in this that one. That game felt close for so long. It really did. It was 7-3 at halftime. Right. You know, they, they let that team hang around and, they, you know, they really hung on that defense. Obviously, uh, this could be a tough one for Mike Evans. He's always had his troubles with Marshawn Lattimore. Knee. He's, playing He's with dealing two. with knee problems. Here's a, here's a question for you in that multiplier thing. I'm trying to weigh out. Let me see what you think. I played Godwin last week. Has a great week. Scores a touchdown, whatever. So now I can roll him over times mm. two with digs times two. So I got some some nice multiplier action. But do I bench Godwin times two? Do I bench two Chris Godwins to play one Devontae Adams? I don't think so. Play and if the Bucks play Godwin, lose, they lose, and, and I pick up to, Adams next week, yeah, right? Like I got news for you: the Packers are going to beat the Rams pretty bad. And everyone's going to pick. I feel like everyone's going to have Adams. So if I play Godwin times two, there's a chance he goes buck wild, mm-hmm. and then you know I gain an advantage. Always that there. chance. All right, good. I I agree yeah. with you. Thank you for for backing me up, Donnie. Well, enjoy it while it lasts, because after this week, there's. Three NFL football games left. Yeah, this is a good this, this is a good weekend to to sit down and watch. This is singular the last great games. weekend. Yeah, this is the last great weekend. Yeah, because after that we just get two Sundays. All right, so let's, enjoy Saturday. We never enjoy do this. Sunday. But we never do this, but let's pick them. Packers. Packers. It's Packers. Ravens. Bucks. Chiefs. For me, lame. I know. Packers. Bills. Saints. Chiefs. Okay, good. We got some differences. I got, in there. I got both one versus two. Okay, you, Don's all chalk. 
I'm taking some. I'm taking a couple upsets this week. Yeah, getting. I'm getting ready for March. Yeah, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, hopefully you guys are uh, enjoying the playoffs, and hopefully you enjoyed our rundown of the top 25 wide receivers. If you haven't guessed it, the top 25 running backs next week. We got a lot to talk about with those guys too. Should be very interesting. So until then, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at RutzFF. For Tom and Scott, I'm Don. Keep scoring.